Welcome to Take It From The Iron Woman. My name is Susanne Müller, your host and the Iron Woman. This podcast is about empowering yourself and others to make real changes in the world. You will hear from everyday, smart, sophisticated, hip people like you and me. Not everybody has to be an Iron Woman to impress the world. Together, we will learn from the sports and business leaders how you can become a more successful person as an entrepreneur or a leader. It's one step at a time, one day at a time. Take your steps now. Take your big steps now. Join me on this journey to success. Take it from the Iron Woman. We've spoken to Puneet before. He is the fitness junkie. In this episode, we hear why he thinks fitness is important and why fitness is important at a younger age. But he's also a TEDx speaker. He writes a blog every day and he has a podcast. He's a strategist and his passion is breast cancer activist. Thank you, Puneet, for taking us on the path of your passion. I want to hear about your being a fitness junkie. <laughs> Early on, I decided I needed a few foundations in my life. There's this insight that caught my attention. I realized that the last years of my career, my entire career graph, if I had to pull it down and mark it with the amount of money I'm going to make on one side and the amount of the, the age of the, my age on one side and the amount of money I'm making on the other axis, I realized that I'm going to make the most amount of money in the last part of my career. To do that and to enjoy that journey, I have to build the foundation of fitness right now. Only then it would make sense then. That was one of the foundations I wanted. I wanted a fitness foundation, a spiritual foundation, and a financial foundation. Fitness was a part of it. I was like, I'm going to pick up a fitness habit that I can keep till my 60s or 70s. Because I know I'm going to make probably a thousand times more money a single day or in that time frame in my 60s and 70s than I'm making now. That's why I decided I need to lay the seeds now. And mm. that's why I picked up fitness. That was something which I could stretch it so I could compound the benefit of that. I picked up yoga. I picked up gymming. And that's why I'm fanatic about my fitness. And people think, you look fit. You're young. Why are you? I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't understand. This is going to compound over time. And by the time I'm 50 and 60, I, I'll be a lot rich and I'll have the fitness to enjoy my richness. That's what I'm preparing for. <laughs> this is very wise. I mean, if you look at people in their 60s, even 60s, 70s, 80s, they cannot walk anymore. I said to myself, this is not going to be me. I like to be also prepared. I could not agree more with you to stay. But I think it's also mentally and physically active. If you are physically active, you're also mentally active. And if you're mentally off, by just moving your physi physiology, the mind turns on again in beautiful ways. Yeah. Fitness is just a profitable investment. <laughs> and how many times do you do yoga per week? Post the third lockdown or post the second lockdown in Bangalore, it's wrecked a little. But the usual system that I followed for the last six years was three days of yoga and three days of gymming. And one day 
which is a treat day, is a walk in Lalbagh, which is a beautiful place in Bangalore. It's a park that's a 300-acre park with a with such a lovely lake and surrounded by trees. You get to feel Bangalore's elements in it. Beautiful. I, I do that. Three days of yoga, three days of gymming alternatively, and a day of walk in the park. You make me want to come to Bangalore again. It has been uh, some time, but it's really important that you are aware of the mental and the physical health, and then you can be much more productive rather than just, as you say, in the startup world, you work from yeah. o'clock till one o'clock, and yeah. then you don't take the time to eat and drink and hydrate and also be mentally and physically healthy. So you focus on work which might not be the healthiest. Yeah, yeah. And I think startup, building a startup is is an athletic activity. The podcast that I host, which is Galata, on, and I see, I see this week after week. I interview startup founders and I interview athletes in parallel. And I'm like, oh my God, there's just, they're just so similar. The entire mindset, the work ethic, the commitment it requires. It's so hard to build a startup if you're physically unfit. This has been my philosophy or methodology. It's like about it's global business coaching with sports parallels. And we can only see from the cricket players or from Roger Federer, like he says, if you think you want to give up, do one or two more repetitions. That makes you stronger. And we also know that the professionals, they go beyond the pain points. That's the same with the startups, right? You're like, Why do the startup work 24-7? Well, because they have a vision. They want to be successful. They want to be the first. And I heard from the former CEO of one of the Swiss luxury brands. He says you need to be first, unique, different, and phenomenal. Then you're successful. First, different, phenomenal. Yeah. Or you need to be lucky. <laughs> I don't believe so much in luck because I think when people are lucky, people sometimes call me, you're lucky. I think it's more like about taking a risk and yeah, doing yeah. something different than others would not do. I was listening yeah. to an interview with uh, Michael Phelps and he says there's so many sacrifices that they, they give up. They go and train every single day. Mm-hmm. Other people, they're like, no, I want to go to a restaurant. I want to go to the movies. No, as an athlete, you have to be dedicated to the sports. It's your yeah. job. It's your startup. Yeah, yeah. I, I do I do consider luck as a really big factor, though. Who? I, I don't know. I've been lucky so many times. And that's why I've been able to somehow survive the society, the financial challenges, or, the just, or just the opportunities. Yeah. How do you define luck? I'm curious to find out. Yeah, I think I defined luck, something that comes from an unknown place, mm-hmm. an opportunity, a chance, or an appointment, or, or just a turnaround. Yeah. And I've had so many of them. I mean, so much of my success is just attributed to luck, a big part of it. Of course, there's work involved. Of course, there is teams involved, technology involved. But I feel luck was that Yeah, unsung hero <laughs> that that turned things around for us. Or is it 
magic i don't know susan uh i mean my college backing me for an entire year and and i had failed in three subjects in my first mm-hmm. semester in my mba not kidding <laughs> and then my college backing me for an entire year financially with their brand saying you know what go out there if i think about it logically doesn't make sense at all weirdly it worked they didn't mind paying my bills for an entire year they didn't mind giving me attendance for free attendance is a big thing in our curriculum here so so it's it's a lot of luck in my undergrad i was suspended nine times nine times i was suspended for silly reasons and for some really strict reasons but there's a very good chance i was getting kicked out of college and somehow some professor or the other turned around and said you know what oh come on it's puneet give him a chance <laughs> i mean <laughs> i'm not kidding i've literally passed through my education and now through a lot of things i do by just grace <laughs> uh, maybe that's your success yeah. grace it's about beauty it's yeah. i still think like listening to you you're still showing up you spend your life college and your mba in the library you're showing up in the library you're reading two books per week who does that yeah. you have a daily blog that you're writing yeah. it's a lot about commitment maybe you don't think it is what yeah. everybody else does i think again um, you're the total disruptor you're maybe in 10 years you look back and you're like oh my god what have i done and this is so crazy i think you're doing the right thing Thank you're you. on the right path this is the yeah. way to do it if you have an idea go for it yeah that's that's yeah so somehow hindsight is beautifully clear yeah with, with my the clothing startup i told you about the first three our college was not willing to support my parents were not willing to support my my co-founders parents were also not supporting it turned around when we got recognition in the form of a big celebrity giving us an award and i was like hey <laughs> we're doing the same thing 3 years ago that we're doing now but that that shift happened so there's a lot to do with luck and a lot to do with yeah uh, grace mm. as well i don't know it's it's similar amount of effort but something shifts and people notice things begin to be begin begin to become more effortless i don't know that's why i i choose to just work and let let him take care of his things <laughs> that sounds like a wonderful path to go and you're on a good path i have one final question what is in the future for you what haven't you touched i haven't touched breast cancer women yet yeah yeah that's something that i want to work probably in the next 2 to 3 years where but we really want to build a startup around breast cancer survivors mm-hmm. and empower them to get back to a normal life breast cancer is the most growing cancer in india and i think the entire curve is shifting towards younger women before it was in 40s and 50s now it's coming to 20s and 30s and my benchmate in my college she was 22 bubbly girl such an amazing person and i i was shocked that she had breast cancer she was lucky that she was in bangalore it was detected earlier and she just had a small lumpectomy and she was back but then i realized there are so many other nishitas her name was nishita around in the country 
they don't have that and that's where we started this this entire concept of what going to breast cancer patients and and building building an entire culture of correct bra sizes correct uh, fitting culture there's no fitting culture in india it's bad and breast cancer patients need it the most and they're all just importing it or just using bras that don't make sense physiologically ergonomically it's only going to harm them more in the short and long term so i want to change that it won't make a lot of money i know that and i've been told i've been told not to pursue that for that reason but it just hurts me that hey we're we're growing as a country and if we don't have this fixed it's not right it bothers me that's next to fix that to take 5 10 years yeah i think this is very honorable to do that thank you so much on behalf of all the women we need you thank and you. a lot of women and also men the whole family right we are happy to have you because we need at the end of the day we need to be comfortable and especially when you go through yeah. a difficult time in your lives you need the support so value might not make too too much money but on the yeah. other hand it could be your breakthrough let's see but love to support you please keep us updated i will thank you so much for all your insights and please keep doing what you've been doing and love yes. and grace and beauty will come your way thank you punit for all the insights and your passion projects we're here we're here with you take it from the iron woman we have episodes every monday every wednesday don't miss out there's something for everybody and coaching is also available from the iron woman take it from the iron woman global business coaching with sports parallels what is your sport that you are passionate about that you can transfer into the business reach out let's have a talk take it from the iron woman we have more than 200 episodes something for everybody thank you very much and see you next time